Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. It's officially that time of year, folks. Time for us to run back one of our favorite segments here on the Cracked Interviews Podcast. We have officially reached the NCAA Sweet 16. As such, we are officially ready to unveil our Cracked Racket Sweet 16 press row, where I will attempt to speak with one representative from Every remaining Division One team still alive in that NCAA team event. Now, in the past, we've tried to speak with head coaches exclusively. I wanted to mix things up. We've been so fortunate to speak with so many of these head coaches, not just in the past, but in this 2023 season in particular, that, again, I wanted to hear a different perspective on where each of these teams currently sit entering this Sweet 16 weekend. As such, yes, you'll hear from some head coaches, but you'll also hear from some assistant coaches. You'll hear from some players over the next few days on this podcast. As again, I try to prepare all of us college tennis fans for the start of the NCAA Sweet 16. Before we get to today's episode, have to give a massive shout out to the support we get from our friends at Turner, who not only support this podcast, they support each and every week's episode of The Deciding Point and support tennis players everywhere by providing, simply put, the best grip available on the market. There's a reason all of us as tennis fans can identify a Turner grip on someone's racket. That iconic trademark blue color, it glistens on each and every tennis court. It's utilized, of course. It's also the best in the business, the most durable. It gets tackier as you sweat. And now they've got the latest iteration of their Turner grip as well as Turner has unveiled. Turner Tough, it's just a better version of that Turner grip all of us has come to love. You can, of course, find Turner Grips wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. And look, the next time you got to change your grip, know that Turner not only provides the best in the business, they support our podcasts here as well. So the least we can ask you to do is support them also. A massive shout out to our friends at Turner. Be sure to check out the latest iteration, the Turner Tough Grip today. With that said, let's get to it. Here is an episode from our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 press row. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a man I can now call a returning champion here on our Crack Racket show, a man whose team earned 4-0 victories over Boise State and Oklahoma State this past weekend to advance to the NCAA Sweet 16. Welcome back onto our program, head coach of the Arizona men's tennis program, Clancy Shields. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. We've had a bit of a, a trek in out to Columbus, Ohio. I know. About nine of our guys got stuck in Houston for about 10 hours, and then, you know, we find out at 1 a.m. they lose our luggage, and hopefully we'll have some rackets by 5 p.m. to hit today. So we're having a, we're off to a rocky start, but it will 
Hopefully a strong finish. That is, yeah, that that's a lot. And I'll tell you what, if anyone's got connections in the airline industries, it's Ohio State head coach Ty Tucker. He's going to work all the stops, and he's going to need to, to stop the momentum <laughs> of your team, obviously. I'm sure he, like all of us, saw those shutout victories last weekend. Let's just start with the personal sentiment. I'm sure you've been asked it since, but... You win the Shields Bowl. Congratulations to you. What's it like to coach head-to-head against your brother, Luke? Well, I never saw him. He was on courts five and six. <laughs> we have a unique setup. We're in the, you know, we have four in the front bank and two in the back. And so I never saw him. But no, they, uh, kudos to Boise State. I thought they played really well. They, I mean, they they pushed us in doubles and then certainly in some spots and singles, they they were right there. And I mean, heck of a job from him in his first year back at at my alma mater and 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 doing well. And winning the conference championship. So it was fun to play. My whole family came into town and it was a family reunion. And, uh, you know, later that night after I got him on the tennis court, he beat me in cornhole. So, uh, (laughs) we went, we went one and one on the day. He got me in bags and, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll call it a tie for the weekend. Well, Yoda always says the force has to have balance. And so that, that that's good to hear. I'm, I'm glad that it was a fun weekend. And I mean, look, Sweet 16 is not an unfamiliar place for your program. You guys were there as recently as 2021. And there were members of that team that are still on this team today. But talk to me about this group, what you've seen throughout them, uh, from them throughout the year. Obviously, 23 and 6. It's a heck of a season for Arizona tennis. Yeah, as you said, I mean, we're this isn't our first time. This isn't our first rodeo in the Sweet 16, and um, I think that's going to help us a lot this time. I think last time we actually, for it being our first time, and we were up three two on Tennessee. We had two matches, you know, go that were going into the third set. They're two seniors versus our two freshmen, and so I know you know Gustav Strom and and Herman Hoyerall will be excited if it's to come down to their court this time rather than you know, just showing up in January. And then, you know, I've got to, I got to try to win the biggest match in our program's history um, against a really good team. And so uh, I think we're more ready this year than we have been. Um, I think our team, it's more of an expectation that we're here, not just a, you know, we're here and it's, we, we did something that's never been done. I think we really set the goal to be back in the sweet 16 to host the, the NCAA regionals at our place. And we did both those and to share, share a, part of the regular season title in the Pac-12. I mean, we hit a couple of our goals that we set early on in the year. And now it's like the fun begins, you know, because we have nothing to lose. And I think that's a scary proposition for anybody when you have a team who probably not a lot of people think we can do it and accept the, you know, the 18 people who are traveling in this party. And that's what we said. I just told anybody who's coming on this trip, better believe we're going to win or don't come, don't come with the, on this travel squad. And so I think there's a lot of belief in our, within our team and, it's a scary, dangerous thing to think about a team who's swinging away with nothing to lose, and and we're excited for that. It's going to be a fun match. Certainly, I feel like your team's energy is going to thrive in an atmosphere like Columbus. And, you know, obviously all year long you guys have had contributions across the board. I'm curious, given the continuity you have, particularly at the top, because college tennis fans know Jonas Sieverts, they know Gustav Strom, they were certainly getting familiar with Colton Smith after his freshman season. How did you go about, you know, this is really stupid, but my coach growing up, this guy by the name of Ed Nagel, the reason that's relevant, he was on an 88 Michigan team that had Dan Goldberg, Malvia Washington, and himself, and they used a platoon system in the top three to make sure everyone got reps. You know, you have three guys there who are all capable of playing that one spot. How did you go about, you know, again, I guess determining the lineup here this season? What'd you see? Yeah, well, 
we, I mean, after the fall season, we had six guys nationally ranked. I mean, I don't know how much you, you emphasis you put on that, but I think our guys did a really good job in the fall. And I mean, you could really put Herman in that mix when he's healthy. I mean, he's incredibly good. And so, yeah, I, I don't want to say it's like the hot hand or this, I think, you know, last year Colton played number three and you never heard a peep out of him about, you know, my spot in the lineup. I think he just said, where do you need me coach? And three's where I'm at and I'll, I'll do my job there. And Gustav's played at three this year when he, you know, I think he's like 20 and two on the year. I mean, he could be playing one or two and going to the NCAA tournament. Um, but I think that's the the great thing about our team is that the, these guys aren't selfish. They're about the team. And certainly they've played the role that we've asked them to play this year and, and they've done it really well. I mean, uh, you know, maybe you guys had said it earlier, I think we have one of the better one, two, threes in the country. And, and I think, you know, you look down the line, a, a healthy Herman's probably one of the best number fours in the country. So I, I really like our squad. We certainly are dangerous at five and six. I mean, our, our freshman Jay friend, I mean, when he's on, I mean, he beats, he beats our top three consistently. So it is a, he's a very tough player. And then we we have kind of three or four guys who can kind of step into that six spot. Nick Legive has been that guy this year for us who was nationally ranked in the fall. I mean, I think he got up to 70 something in the country. So I think we have a, a really talented squad and, and a really hungry team. And, um, you know, the guys really want to do it for our senior Jonas Siverts. I mean, I think that's the power in all of this in our program is the mission and the motto in our team is, is to play for the seniors. And man, I, we, two years ago, the guys just did not want that season to end. They love that our Alejandro Reguant senior. And I feel the same way this year. I mean, I think these guys are going to play incredibly hard for Jonas. Um, he's been our leader for four and a half years on and off the court. And, um, I'm excited to see what our team puts out there, but I, I know they're going to give it their all. And, uh, that's as a coach, that's all we really can ask for couple of things I want to follow up on there. You mentioned a guy we call Double H, Herman Hoyerall, who has had a phenomenal season, 14-6 and six overall in dual match play. You mentioned his health. What has that process been like, and what's it been for you? You know, How helpful is it to this team to just have a healthy Herman all season long? Yeah, I mean, when he's moving well, I mean, he can be anybody in the country. He, he hits a massive serve and a, yeah. a, a killer forehand. And he, when he's moving well, you just you never see his backhand. You never see he just hits a serve, he hits a forehand, and he always puts you on his heels, your heels. And he's he's a about as energetic as anyone in college tennis. And I started seeing that. I mean, he played a really tough uh, Ferguson from Oklahoma State, and I finally saw him a little bit back to form. I mean, I think his second and third set were six one, six three, and I was like. You know, for a guy who's have you know he's having a stress fracture in his foot and dealing with that in the middle of the season and being able to play his best tennis, you know, going through a, a month and a half kind of uh, nagging injury and getting over it, I'm I'm really proud of what he's been able to do. And um, you know, there's nobody I would roll with more on our, on our team when it comes to match time. I mean, he's the ultimate gamer. He's going to go for it. He may back fence the ball or he'll hit a winner, but uh, <laughs> he's at least going to go for it. He's not going to push it. He's not going to play defensive. And I, you know, I respect that a lot in him. And um, in a lot of ways, he's our emotional leader. And and I'm, I'm looking forward to to him. I mean, probably going up against what Trotter, who's undefeated on the year. I mean, I'm ex- he's excited for that. I'm sure Trotter, you know, is it means having a great year and and kudos to him. But I, yeah, I'm excited to see that matchup this week. They're changing balls every five games in that match, just to play things safe. They're like, let's just let's make sure nothing funky happens. But you know, you also mentioned your freshman Jay Friend, fifteen and six overall in his freshman campaign. Now, I mean, again, you guys have had Colton last year, Gustav the year before that. You are no stranger to seeing freshman success. What has allowed him in particular to thrive this season? 
Yeah. You know, you would you wouldn't think that a freshman would be the guy that's brought your team together, but he's kind of he has this youthfulness about him, a huge smile. Um, he the, he's the guys all love him to death. He's so fun to be around. He brings the you know everyone. He puts a smile on everyone's face, and you know when he he goes out and plays, he just goes for it. You know, I mean, he doesn't have it. He doesn't he doesn't think about defense or. Um, you know, he just goes for it. And I think that's the, that's the beauty with, with Gustav and, and Colton, especially all these kids that are freshmen, they come in here, they don't know any different. They just yeah. see ball, hit ball. And I wish we had more kids like that. They just, they, they don't get caught up in all the drama and the motion of things. They just go after their shots. And I mean, he's a, he's the real deal. I, I really could see him playing, you know, top of our lineup very soon and, and certainly being in the NCAA tournament for, for many years to come. Well, with his last name, it makes sense that he's the ultimate friend on the team, that this all <laughs> checks out. This is what I needed to hear. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but your group, they play with energy. There's a charisma. There's just a, an edge that Arizona men's tennis had that is captivating for college tennis fans to watch, certainly uh, a pest for any opponent to go against. How do you go about manufacturing that in practice? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's where it starts. Is I think our team just really enjoys competing. I would say in our practices, it's much more vicious than in matches. I mean, <laughs> some of the things that our guys say to each other in matches <laughs> or in practice is just it's it's comical, it's fun, it keeps things lighthearted. Sure, and that's why we we're doing what we're doing. I mean, college tennis is fun because it's a college sport, and there's energy and passion, and you're playing for the team. And sure, there's a little chirping from time to time, and. Maybe some of our opponents haven't always loved that, but, you know, I'm sure a lot of teams would love to be on our team and they'd hate seeing us across the net. And I think our team, they, I don't think it's something we manufacture. I think the team just comes in, they practice against each other. We put each other in a lot of different team situations where they're competing for each other and, and it just comes out organically and naturally. And as a coach, I just kind of try to keep it within some boundaries and let them find their voice uh, organically. And I think we have, and I, um, I mean, Gustav is who he is and Herman is who he is. And you know, they're all who they are to the core. But I think some of the guys who have come in our program have picked up on that and then said, OK, it's OK to be myself. It's OK to be loud and energetic and in your face. And, um, you know, certainly I think, you know, when you look at a lot of the best teams in college tennis, I think they're the same way. I mean, Kentucky, Ohio State, you know, those guys, they're just as feisty and gritty and in your face as we are. So I I don't necessarily think that. um it's different. I just think, you know, maybe, maybe we, we get that rep a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, in the best way possible. Again, that is what college tennis is all about. And so that's why it is such a pleasure to watch your team compete. And through it all, I know you have some new faces, a lot of familiar faces. I'm curious, what's been the biggest surprise about this group to you in 2023? Yeah, I think, I mean, really is just finding how to play with some expectations. Um, especially at the end of the year, you know, we were trying to trying to win our, you know, the regular season again. We were trying to, you know, win the 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 conference championship tournament, which you know Utah had a great got us twice. Um, but I think it was really putting having a target on our back and playing with expectations this year and handling those um, the way we did. And I think now we've kind of gotten past that and we've we've done what we were supposed to do. You know, we we're supposed to be a top 16 team. We're supposed to be in the position we're in. And it's really now I think our team talks about this all the time. We're chasing after firsts. 
you know, and winning a conference championship. That was the first time in program history, going to the sweet 16, first time in program history, hosting the, the NCAA regionals, first time in program history. And, you know, the guys want to make it one more first and, and go to the elite eight and see what that what see what that's like. And so um, that may, that really frees us up when you're attacking something versus, you know, I, th- I feel like in the middle of the year, we were tr- putting a lot of expectations on ourselves. I mean, to be a top 10 team and to, and to be, you know, host the first couple of rounds and it just wasn't as much fun. And, and I think our team really rallied around each other of saying, let's go back to what has made our program great of um, attacking, attacking each and every day and not trying to protect it. And I think we're in a good place going into this weekend. Yeah, well, with that in mind, this weekend, you guys head to Columbus. You're taking on the Buckeyes. Talk to me about that matchup, what it's going to take for your guys to succeed. Yeah, I mean, we have the most respect for Ohio State. I mean, what they've been able to do, they're the model of consistency, the way they do it. You know, I think in a lot of ways, maybe we even modeled ourselves a little bit after them. I mean, I mean the guys work hard. We put a lot of time in. Um, you know, it's a gritty, tough team you know, the, the team plays hard for each other. I think we, there's a lot of similarities between our squads, but at the end of the day, I mean, it just doesn't matter who's across the net because we have to look within ourselves and play the way that we play and, and as, as one group and one unit. And, and really for us is the goal is with anything is we, you got to stay in the match. You got to start well, you got to stay in the match and you got to get to the finish line. And if you can do that, you know, it's anyone's ball game in the last 15, 20 minutes. And I think that's what I've seen Ohio State does really well. They start quick. They knock it. They they do a knockout punch right away. And so my challenge for our team is to come out, to start quick, to stay with Ohio State, and to to be there at the finish line. And I, you know, I would put my team up against anyone when it comes to the finish line. They're tough. They're gritty. They don't blink. And um, you know, that's really our game plan for this week. And you know, we'll see what it looks like on Saturday. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Last time you guys were in the Sweet 16, it was in Orlando. It was, you know, again, a final site. This time you're headed to Ohio State for the Super Regional. Which format do you prefer? Yeah, selfishly, I, I mean, I think the the final 16 was really special. I mean, for a team that hadn't, hasn't done it, and I can see why it would be different for the teams that do it every year. But, I mean, I remember we rolled into Orlando to the Players Hotel at 1 a.m. in the morning and just – you felt like, man, you really earned this and that every every team who's made it this far is at this hotel and that you're you're a part of the elite of the elite. And, um, you know, I just I, I felt just for me personally, I, I really liked having the final 16 in one spot. Um, it also made it a little more interesting. There wasn't that home field advantage. And, um, you know, I as you said, I mean, our travel this week hasn't been easy. Um, and it, should we should we get through? I mean, then we're off to another site, and it, it adds a little bit more of a demand. The guys have been going through finals. I mean, heck, a couple of our guys were proctoring exams yesterday, um, trying to trying to finish their final examinations. So it's a lot for these kids to handle. Um, and I think you know, especially in tennis, it's it, it comes down to the end end of the year, and these kids have a lot in their plate. They're all trying to not get sick. They're trying to finish their finals, trying to compete at their highest level. And um, so certainly that's my take. But, I mean, it's it's a new experience being here, and, and we're looking forward to seeing what the, the Super Regional is. I hope they have a 1,000 fans, and and it, it, it makes it for an unfo- unforgettable experience for our players and our student athletes. And if that is what is the positive of a Super Regional, then I hope I hope they have a thousand fans. I think that's what it what it should be about. And maybe, you know, in a week from now, I'll say, man, the super regional is the way to go. Yeah. Um, but I think it all comes down to the, you know, we had we we sold over a thousand tickets this past week in the two days at Arizona. And I hope the teams that came in and played us thought, man, 
hey, we lost, but it was it was fun to play in front of a packed house and full of energy, and and that's the way it should be. And and we're all trying to grow the the sport of college tennis, and and so that would be my hope for this weekend is that they pack they pack it out. I did want to ask you, how was that opening weekend for you guys to have that opportunity to host those two matches? It had to be special. Yeah, well, it's it's an opportunity to say thank you to everyone who supported us throughout the year. And to be honest, it was slightly bigger, but it wasn't much bigger than, you know, when we had Texas at home or sure. USC and UCLA. And I think we had, we've had a really faithful um, support from the community of Tucson. But, you know, it's cool when you look in the stands and there's really not an empty seat. You know, that's that's our mission as college coaches. And I I just want to shake a lot of the college coaches who don't understand that, that it is our job as coaches to grow the game, to make our sport relevant and, you know, and to to reward our student athletes for all the hard work that they've put in by packing at the house, getting on radio shows, putting them in the paper. I mean, we were front page of the the paper in Tucson five days in a row. You know, and that I think that's the beauty of of being in a college town is that they really rally behind your, your team and your sport. And, um, it really made it special for our guys. And I I hope we can, we can do it again. And that the teams that came in enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the how behind how you got it into the paper, how you filled the seats. We're going to save that for another conversation because I know you have a team to coach my last two for you. Is there a team coach player outside of your group in what has been a really, really fun 2023 college tennis season that has particularly impressed you? I think what George has done this year, you know, especially with their fans, uh, I'm impressed by what they've been able to do. I mean, I, it's, you know, we, we look at that and we say, we want to have that type of environment here in Tucson, the way they they've had it there. Um, you know, I, I think this year is going to be really fun because there's a lot of parity and, I, you know, there's a lot of teams that can go in and do this. Um, so I, I, I think that's the most exciting part of the season is, is I mean, Texas, I got to give my hats up. They beat us twice. Yeah. I think what Bruce has done over there, TCU is really good. But but I, I'll, I'll give my hat off to, to Bruce and Texas. I think what they've been able to do, I mean, they may have beaten 20 some 25 teams in the top 50 in the country. I mean. They got to really be proud of, of that. And, and certainly, um, you know, but I, but I think as we go down to this, it's fun not knowing that, Hey, there's one or two teams that can win it. I think there's possibly 10 to 15 teams that really on any given day, if they get hot can go on and win it. I, I certainly think that of USC, I think they're with their team. I saw them at PAC 12s. I think they're a really dangerous team right now. I think Stanford's really dangerous. Um, I think, I think the PAC 12 is, it was really strong this year. And, and even though the rankings may not have suggested that, I think we have three really strong teams from our conference that, you know, can make deep runs. Yeah. You answered my final question. Is there a clear title favorite? You ran me through the list. So then I'll spin off of that to sneak in this final one. What this does for the rankings for the PAC 12, you kind of mentioned it there. Do you reapproach your 2024 schedule knowing, Hey, like we're going to be top 16 to start the year. You know, it'll help USC definitely will be Stanford might end up sneaking in as well. Do you reapproach your scheduling? Well, we want to play the best teams that we can. (laughs) I I mean, and I think that's been the conversation since COVID we didn't play as much. And so naturally we didn't pick up as many points. And then I think this is really going to be a four or five year cycle until it resets itself where the West coast is, you know, ranking wise a little bit weaker, but if you looked at the NCAA tournament, I mean, the PAC 12 went in and, and did decently well. I mean, you had, you know, Calvi LSU and, you know, some of the teams that went to ASU went in and beat Illinois. And I think our conferences maybe doesn't get as much credit as they deserve um, in the rankings because 
really it's where you start and then you're basically just in an uphill climb. And, you know, I would take our conference up against anyone on a neutral court any given day. I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, Stanford is a really dangerous team. USC is super dangerous. Utah had five or six seniors in the roster this year. I mean, I think I think our conference was as good as any year we've had it. And so I'm rooting for our, obviously um, Brett and and for Paul to to keep it going and our and our team included. But I, I think the Pac-12 is is well represented this year. No, I appreciate hearing that. And obviously, I appreciate you taking the time to chat today, particularly given all of the travel woes. I will be rooting for you guys to get rackets. You tell us if we need to get the racket brigade going your way, and we can find an assortment of rackets to get to your guys by Saturday, because certainly we're all looking forward to that match. It's going to be a fun one as your team takes on Ohio State. Coach Clancy Shields, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us here today and obviously wishing you and the team success this weekend. Thank you, man. Thank you for all you do for college tennis. And, you know, some of the guys may be wearing wrong shoes in the practices today. Maybe a few sizes off, but, you know, the, the tennis is tennis. So we're going to go out and enjoy it. Two Thanks words. for having me on. Builds character, right? Builds character. Right. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Bear down. See you, buddy. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Hope all of you enjoyed this edition of our 2023 NCAA Sweet 16 Press Row. A massive thank you to every player and coach who participated in this series. We're all excited for the home stretch of the 2023 NCAA season. Hopefully these episodes help all of you feel more prepared for the impending action. Speaking of which, if you need to catch up on anything that's happened in this NCAA tournament, Tuesday, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, we'll have episodes of The Deciding Point recapping everything that that's happened to date. Of course, we'll also have coverage of the Sweet 16 Friday, Saturday on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We'll have coverage of the quarterfinals of the D1 event. We're also going to start to work in some D2, D3 coverage as well. So rest easy college tennis fans we have you covered with coverage of everything that'll happen down the stretch of this 2023 season of course a shout out here at crack rackets to the man who makes all of that possible our super producer daniel westoff who has a of an editing job to do day in day out a shout out as well to our dear friends at turna for their support turna tough best grip in the business you can find it wherever you shop for your tennis supplies today with all of that said for our fantastic guest our super producer daniel westoff our friends at turner and from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you've been listening to another edition of the cracked interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy talk to you all soon thanks everyone